I'm Janet No, And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144. Hello, hello. This is Andrea Dillon here. And as it's January 4th of 2021, Happy New Year. And thank goodness 2020 is behind us, although we still don't know what 2021 holds. So here's hoping it's it's above the 2020 bar and that we're, we're moving in the right direction and not, you know, dialing it back a little bit. So what I really want to talk to you about today is um, three things that every new real estate agent should do right away when they start, when they open their business, they get their license, whatever terminology you want to use. When you start, three things that you should do from day one. The reason I think this is a great time to do this is a lot of people like to wait until the beginning of the year and they get all their ducks in a row, you know, November, December, and then January 1st, well, 2nd, <laughs> they like to hit the ground running. So this is a perfect time to touch anyone who just, I mean, if you're not doing this, of course you should be, but to touch all the new ones. First thing, so three things that every new real estate agent should do. First thing, open a bank account. Now, this sounds really silly, <laughs> But we see really, really, really often it doesn't happen. So there's a few different ways and we are not at all going to touch on different entity types or whatnot, but there's a few different ways that you could be set up. You could be set up if you're a brand new agent that you're working under your personal name and your personal social security number. So you didn't set up anything formal. You don't have an LLC. You don't have a PA. Your commission checks are going to go right to your, your name, Jane Doe, and it's going to go right to your social security number. On the flip side, you may have done some preemptive business structure and maybe you do have one of those entities. If you have one of those entities, so again, not diving into the details, if you have any kind of business structure set up, you will be laughing as you as you listen to tip one, which is to open a bank account, because you wouldn't have been able to operate without a bank account. Your broker won't be able to cut you a check to Jane Doe LLC unless you have all of the pieces. Like they can't deposit that money into your personal account. It has to go into Jane Doe LLC's bank account and obviously you would have gone to set that up. Now the vast majority of cases are new agents who are are not that formally set yet. So whether you're doing it on the side, whether you're brand new, but you're just doing it under your name and social. So what we see a lot is people, the agents will just lump it into their normal everyday checking account. Now that's messy for um, one main reason, but it's messy for a few reasons because come tax time, you're not gonna be able to separate out easily what was a business transaction and what was a personal one. Let's look at Amazon, for example. You can buy pretty much anything under the sun on Amazon these days. So short of going into your Amazon history, say you're trying, it's January 4th of 2021. So let's say the year just closed and you're trying to figure out where you were at, your income and your expense summary for 2020 taxes. If everything went into your personal account and you didn't have any kind of separation, anything such as an Amazon purchase that 
is a little bit you're not sure of, you're gonna have to either A, go dig it down, so log into your Amazon account and literally look at every single transaction to figure out in your order history if it was business or personal, or B, likely you will just guess. So you will say, eh, anything over this amount is is gonna be, if I spent more than $100 on Amazon, it's for business, everything under that, I'm gonna assume it's personal. So which is wrong, by the way. <laughs> and if it's wrong, you could be either overpaying taxes if you're guessing wrong or underpaying taxes. So I mean, it could go either way. It depends on how accurate you're guessing. So really what you should do from day one, again, even if it's just your name and your social, set up a separate checking account. It will be a personal checking account. Now, some banks let you do like a specified purpose or they'll let you name it. So like you might name just internally for like, so you, you can track them on your online banking easier. You might give it like a nickname or something, but it will be a personal checking account. You will then switch so all of your commission income goes into that bank account. So have your broker update that. And any, I mean, as many as you can, there's gonna be some overlay, but all business expenses, your cell phone bill that you're using for business, your home internet if you're using that for business, you know, all those Amazon purchases, your advertising, your MLS fees, all that stuff, anything you're paying for that has to do with business, pay out of that account. And then, again, not diving into this, but then when you need money, because you probably have no income going into your normal everyday personal checking account, when you need money, let's say you've got, you know, you had $8,000 of commission income go into your new specified business checking account for your real estate activity, 8,000 of commission income. You had, um, I don't know, 5,000 of expenses go out. So simple math, 8,000 minus 5,000, you've got three grand left. You need to pay your personal bills. Maybe you wanna pay your mortgage or, um, I don't know, you wanna go on a trip or something that has nothing to do with business. Just transfer what you need. So let's say you need two grand, transfer it to your other personal, your normal, just strictly personal checking account, and then do whatever you like with it. Just don't pay any business expenses because you should be doing that out of the other one. So that there, there's a lot in that to unpack. I know I just went through a lot of information kind of top level, so please feel free to reach out to me if you wanna dive through your specific circumstances. But point being, Open a business checking account, even if you don't have a formal business. Open a separate personal checking account and use it as a business account. Then it will make your year-end tax planning and while you're trying to get everything ready, so much simpler and you will no longer have that guesswork of wondering if, you, if you're missing things or if you're doing things wrong. So tip number one was to open a business bank account. Tip number two is to track your miles. Uh, miles driven are likely going to be your biggest expense as a real estate agent. It is also your biggest audit risk and it is the most challenging thing under audit to support. So please, this is what I always tell new agents. If you're going to pick one area that you're gonna just be really, really diligent about staying on top of while you're kind of getting used to everything, let this be it. Please, please, please pick tracking your miles as that option. Um, there are some really great apps that can do this. So if you're a pen and paper kind of person, that's great. Throw a notebook in your glove compartment and every single time you drive, you can pull that notebook out and you can jot it down. That's perfectly fine. But if that's not you, there are some really, really, really great apps out there that are either free or very, very cheap. And by the way, if you're paying for it, that's a business expense. Use your business account for it. 
um, that can make your life a lot easier on this. Mile IQ is fantastic. I think you have to pay, I think it's like $5 a month. Um, so it's inexpensive, but you do have to pay for it. I know QuickBooks has a new one. I haven't heard any feedback on it yet because it's new, but my guess is it interfaces with your QuickBooks P&L, your profit and loss really well. So I'm actually super excited to hear about it. So if you are using it, please drop me a line. Let me know if you like it. Um, that'll probably be included in your QuickBooks membership would be my guess, but again, I don't know, but I know they have one. There are some free ones. So Hurdler, like you're running the hurdles in track and field, Hurdler is a free option and TaxBot, TaxBOT are free. What our agents tell us though, is that something in, and this is not my, my forte, so forgive me, I'm sure I'm gonna mess it all up, but something in what you pay for stops it from draining your data. So a lot, a lot of agents say the free ones drain your phone data and something in that $5 a month or $3 a month or whatever you're paying for um, makes it so that doesn't happen. So just bear that in mind as you move forward. Um, however, track your miles. Um, I am not gonna dive into actual cost versus mileage. I will do that in another podcast so that you make sure that you're doing the best treatment of it. But if you are tracking your miles, which you should be, especially a new agent while you're still figuring out what all works for you, please track it from day one. If you're tracking it by hand, the things that you need to know. So if you're doing like a notebook in your glove compartment, the headers, so to speak, the, the things you should be tracking are the date that you that you drove. So whatever, every day, your date your beginning odometer reading and your ending odometer reading, and then a note of some sort. So if you're taking me to show a house, a client name is fine. Dylan showing, and you can do that for all 8,000 days, I'm gonna make you drive around and show me houses. Dylan showing, Dylan showing, but you need a note. Um, super, super, super important. The IRS likes to request mileage logs. So again, whether you do it by hand or whether you use one of these apps and then the apps will create the mileage log for you in their like online system, which is really cool. Uh, you need to do that. And if you get audited and you can't, you can't provide that, they will disallow all of your miles, hit you with the extra tax and the interest and penalties. We see so many agents guess. I know they're guessing because at the end of the year, they say, oh yeah, the miles I drove was 15,000. 15,000 even on the dot exactly, really? <laughs> so, so I know they're not tracking it. So I know it's an educated guess, but it's still a guess. So please, please, if you're gonna pick an area to be diligent um, and if you, you want something that you should do on day one from the very beginning, track your miles, pick whatever works for you. If you're a pen and paper person, use pen and paper. If that's not your forte and you'd rather have an app, use the app, whatever will work with you. It has to be easy or you won't do it. So please, please, please do that. That would be, it will make your life a lot easier. Hopefully you never need to provide the mileage log because hopefully you don't get audited. But if you need it, then you have it. It will be a nightmare to recreate it. I will tell you that. If you get audited and I reach out and say, hey, we need your mileage log and you have to pull your calendar and show every single address and recreate the miles and Google them all and figure it out, you will be hating life. So um, three things that every new realtor should do 
Number one was open a bank account. Number two was track your miles. Number three is to talk to your tax advisor. That doesn't have to be me. I'm not trying to do a sales pitch. If it is, great. I'd love to talk to you, but if you don't have somebody. But if you have somebody you're working with and you trust them, talk to them, please. Pick up the phone, email them, whatever. Um, Let them know that you've made a change and that you're no longer doing whatever it was you were doing before, selling umbrellas at the market, whatever. but you have this new business venture because they're going to know your situation. They're going to know what you should be planning for. You need to be keeping them in the loop so that, like I said, we didn't go into this earlier, but things such as, hey, should I have an LLC? Should I have a PA? My broker was asking me all these questions and I didn't even know what they were talking about. How should I be tracking this? How do I know how much I have an income? What is a business expense? What am I missing out on? Should I be paying in quarterly? My, you know, my friend that I did my realtor test with told me that her accountant said I should pay something quarterly. I don't even know what she's talking about but should I do that all those questions that you have are really really important and on top of that your accountant your CPA tax pro whoever it is that's helping you who knows your situation likely has their own questions for you and guidance for you so they may have things that they want to make sure that you like if you're brand new and you've never had your own business before you may not even know what to ask So if you do, my advice for you, write it down. So whether you email it over to them so that they have that to follow in the meeting, whether you, um, I don't know, you use an app in your tablet, such as like OneNote or something where you, you keep your notes or Excel or Word or whatever, or again, pen and paper, you jot your notes down. Because when you sit down in that meeting, your mind will go blank. You'll remember like the first two questions you had and then you'll forget everything else. We see it so much. So write it down as you think of the questions so that you don't forget them. Then again, your tax pro will have their own questions that they want you to answer for them. And then they'll be able to give you some guidance that you may not have even thought about to make sure that you're set up correct from day one, that you're on a good path, and that you're hopefully either prepared for your taxes or hopefully you're saving taxes. So those three things, like I said, three things every new real estate agent should do. These are all easy things from day one to make sure you are on the right path to financial success is Open a bank account for your business and use it. Use it only for business. Number two, track your miles. Use an app, use pen and paper, does not matter. Use an Atticus if you want to, (laughs) but track your miles from day one. And number three is talk to your tax advisor. Make sure that line of communication is open and make sure you're using it. That's what they're there for is to help you. Congratulations on your new venture. If you're a new agent, this is a very exciting time. And of course, if you have any questions, I am more than happy to help. You I, you probably know where to find me, but if not, definitely check us out on our website, cpaofflorida.com, and I would love to give you some guidance and some advice as you start this new venture. Thank you so much. Happy 2021, and I wish you all of the success and prosper you're hoping for. I'm Janet Noak. And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144.